0: What the church is facing today is a very great issue. But who saved us? Who do we serve? Who do we worship? We want to do what's right. As Daniel wanted to do what's right, Daniel submitted to the lordship of God. And God spoke to him and said, Daniel, this is what you're supposed to do. And when you do this, I will go before you.
1: Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Roll Reese in Diamond Bar, California. We're glad you've joined us for an inspiring lesson from Roll's study of biblical faith heroes. Considering the resolute devotion of a young man named Daniel, you'll find a great example of how to stand strong for God even when faced with opposition. We'll see today that in spite of pressure from a heathen king and lowly status as a captive, Daniel held fast to God's commands, and he was blessed for that commitment. Today's lesson is titled, Daniel's Obedience. Here's Raul Rees. If
0: you have your Bibles, turn to the book of Daniel, chapter 1. We're going to learn this morning just two verses, but I'm not going to read the whole chapter. But you've got to understand that the Babylonians now had taken over. And they had taken over Judah. Judah was being chastised by God himself because of what they had done. They had joined the other countries, the other world religions. And they began to worship Moloch. They began to worship Asher. They began to worship every kind of God that was worshipped in that generation among those people. And God was going to allow Babylon to judge them. But among Judah, there were some men that were very consecrated to God, very connected to the lordship of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, or should I say Jehovah Yahweh, because they really truly love God. This king, Nebuchadnezzar, he wasn't really a dummy. He was a seeker of wisdom. He wanted guidance, and he wanted to lead the world. But God used him. God uses people. Did you know that? God uses nations. God uses governments. God uses mayors. God uses principals. God uses almost every type of person. God uses you. God uses me. To accomplish his will. Remember that. To accomplish his will. God wants to accomplish his will. But he wants to do it. So people can give him the glory and the honor. He doesn't want to just do it. Just to do it, he wants people to see that he is in control. These are his people, he is in control. Using an evil nation to chasten the people of God. It would be like China being used by God to chasten America. Or Assyria, or let's say Iraq let's say Iran, let's say another country, Turkey, whoever it is, God can use, and God will use people to chasten. And through that chastening, there's always people that God will use, chosen people that God will use. And that's a situation here in chapter 1, in verses 8 and 9, a guy by the name of Daniel, and yet God, through this whole situation, that he finds himself here with Daniel and his three friends. Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and azariah And then, of course, King Nebuchadnezzar changes their names to Babylonian names. But God never, never let go of these four men. God had chosen them to put them in the kingdom of Babylon, and God would use them in the kingdom of Babylon, and God would use Daniel to bring prophecy forth as a king would have dreams, visions. God chose Daniel to go ahead and speak about the future. Let me read to you Daniel chapter 1, beginning with verse 8 and verse 9. He says, "But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. therefore he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself, but God had brought Daniel to favor with good will to the chief of the eunuchs. God already had gone before Daniel. Because Daniel's going to ask this chief of the eunuchs, he's going to ask him, I'll tell you what, you guys eat these vegetables, you eat these meats, you drink this wine, but I'll tell you what, me and my friends, why don't you let us alone? We will become vegetarians, we'll eat vegetables, and we will be of better countenance than all your people here. He says, I cannot do that. If I do that, the king will kill me. If something happens to you, it's my head. He says, look at." I'm promising you, let us do that. Nothing will happen to you. He went ahead and did it, and he got blown away the way Daniel and his friends were in countenance and consecrated to their God. Man, how we need to be consecrated to our God. Ask Him to use you during this time. These are critical days. Make yourself usable. For God to use you. The world wants to change you. But if God has changed you and transformed you, the world can't touch you unless you give in to the world. That's just the way it works. You have been transformed by the Holy Spirit because you submitted to the Holy Spirit and you came to repentance and you accepted Christ and Christ came into your heart and the Holy Spirit baptized you and that's why you're sitting here and those sitting at home and those outside and wherever Christians are this morning. In Romans chapter 12 verse 1, Paul said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service, and do not be conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The will of God. Are you fulfilling the will of God? Daniel and his friends had a new home, but they had a new life. Their names would be changed, but their original names remain. In Proverbs chapter 4, 23, Solomon says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. I Man, God can give us favor in difficult circumstances. Did you know that? What the church is facing today is a very great issue. But who saved us? Who do we serve? Who do we worship? We want to do what's right. As Daniel wanted to do what's right, Daniel submitted to the lordship of God. And God spoke to him and said, Daniel, this is what you're supposed to do. And when you do this, I will go before you. And God did. When the king finally looked at Daniel and said, Man, I can't believe this young kid. And he put him in a place of authority because he was not afraid of Babylon. He was not afraid of the world. He feared God. We need to fear God. The most important thing. And Daniel and his three friends found that out in their own personal lives. They had to make a choice. They made that choice. And the choice was to receive the grace of God to receive the grace of God. They decided not to live in the world any longer. James chapter 4, verses 1 to 4, he says, Where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure and war in your members? You lust because you don't have. You murder, you covet, cannot obtain. You fight a war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss. Says that you may spend it on your own pleasures, adulterers, adulteresses. Do you not know that the friendship of this world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of this world makes himself an enemy of God. Second thing is our flesh. First Peter four one through four. Therefore, since Christ suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same mind. For he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, has no longer should live in the rest of his time in this flesh for the lust of men, but for the will of God. For we have spent enough in our past time life in doing the will of the Gentiles or heathens. When we walked in the lewdness, the lust, the drunkenness, the revilers, the drunken parties, the abominable idolatries, in regard to those, they think it's strange that you do not run with them any longer. In the same flood of dispensation, speaking evil of you all the time because you've been transformed. And then the devil. 1 Peter 5 eight: be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking to see who he may devour. God has given us the power to overcome all three and to be filled with the Holy Spirit. How do I do that? By obeying God's word. This is what Daniel and his three friends were doing, consecrating their lives and obeying God's
1: word. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Roll Reese. If you've wanted to know more about the culture and times in which the New Testament was written, you can join Rolf for the Footsteps of Paul tour. The dates are November 6th through 16th, 2024. More information is available at somebodylovesyou.com. Now back to the final part of our study today, Daniel's Obedience
0: and daniel says i know why i'm here and what god's called me to do but i will not partake of the king's table number one we don't need pork we don't need anything offered to idols but i'll have my own diet and we will eat what god has told us to eat and they didn't compromise they did not compromise how many times you go to restaurants and you see brothers and sisters in the lord and they compromise as their friends are drinking they'll drink So, we're not being a witness. People can't see the difference. And the Bible says we're different. Totally different from the whole world. And the reason is because of Jesus Christ. And the reason is because of the results that have happened in my life, new consecration in my life. I'm walking now in the light. According to 1 John 1, 7, he says, But if we walk in the light, and he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, continually cleanses us from all sin. The blood of Jesus Christ. If I walk in the truth, 3 John 3 and 4, for I rejoice greatly when brethren came and testified of the truth that is in you. Just as you walk in the truth, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. How about walking in the Spirit? I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh, Galatians 5.16. And then secondly, the result of consecration of my life. It's a separate life. It's not the life that I used to live, it's the life that I now live and never again live the life that I had before. That's the way it works. Second Corinthians 6:14 says, "Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what accord has Christ with Satan?" What part has a believer with an unbeliever? And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? You are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them. I will walk among them. I will be their God. They shall be my people. Therefore, come out from among them and be you separate, saith of the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean. That's Daniel. That should be us. And I will receive you. I will be a father to you. You shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. In the fear of God. A new mind. Romans 12, 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is a good and acceptable and perfect will of God. A new mind, how about the way we talk? Psalm seventy-one twenty-four says, My tongue also shall talk of your righteousness all day long. For they are confounded. For they are brought to shame who seek my hurt. When people hear you speak about God, they used to hear you cussing all the time and doing all these things. When they hear you speak now in the Lord, they get blown away because they go, man, that person has truly been changed. Truly born again of the Holy Spirit. A new mind, a new kind of speech and a new walk, the way I walk. 1 Thessalonians 4, 1 says, Finally then, my brothers and sisters, we urge you and exhort you in the Lord Jesus Christ that you should abound more and more, just as you receive from us, how you ought to walk and to please God. Pleasing God. And listen, the way I can please you and the way I can please God is the next: taking up my cross. Taking up the cross of Jesus Christ. Matthew 10:38 says. And then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. By taking up the cross, the next thing that I do, I crucify my flesh. My flesh is crucified. Galatians 5.24, And those who are Christ's have crucified their flesh with its passions and all desires. I'm a new person. The way I speak, the way I respond, the way I walk, the way I get along with people. And the reason is because I have put off my whole life. Ephesians 4.22, that you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man, which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind, that you may put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and true holiness. See, all these things through the Scripture, Daniel did each one of these things in his life. How we need to do this today. And then the results of our consecrated life to the Lordship of Christ being victorious, victorious in the Word of God. That's really important if I'm victorious. In Ephesians 6, 17, he says, And take the helmet of salvation. And the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. The word of God is very powerful. You use it when you fight the enemy and you defeat the enemy with the word of God. Secondly, how do we do it? Through prayer. That's really important. Spending time in prayer with the Lord. How much time do you spend in prayer in your lives? They're not just going out prayers when you're running to your car, getting a shower, doing other things. When you sit down or you stand or you get on your knees or you put your face to the floor or you lie down and you spend time with the Lord and you spend time also listening, hearing so that you can do what he says. And a lot of times we get in trouble because we don't know what he says because we have not time with him hearing his voice because he speaks all the time. It can only happen through prayer and through faith. First John 5, 4, he says, For whoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world, but he who believes that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And notice, through prayer, through faith, and then through the indwelling of God in my life. Second Corinthians 6:16 6, in what agreement has a temple of God with idols? for you are the temple of the living God, and God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. That's us. And then through dwelling, Christ, Ephesians 3:17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and you being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints, all Christians, what is the width, the length, the depth, and the height of his love, Jesus. To know him intimately. And then through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in my life, which is there all the time, the results of consecration and holiness, because God is holy. And how about the love of Christ? 2 Corinthians 5.14. For the love of Jesus Christ compels us because we judge thus that if one died for all, then all died. He died for all, the those who live should live no longer for themselves. For him who died for them and rose again for them. And I think that's something that must not be forgotten. But you know, it takes the yielding of myself to God. Romans 6.13 says, And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead, your members as instruments of righteousness to God. For sin shall not have dominion over your life, for you are not under the law any longer, but under the grace of God the grace of God, or merit that favored my life. And like Jesus said in John chapter 15, abiding in him. John 15, 4, Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it's abiding in the vine, neither can you unless you, me, abide in him. Everybody watching through the internet, those outside, those here inside, and by doing that, we can please God with all of our lives. Colossians 1.10 says that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God. This is what God wants. This is what Daniel was doing when Daniel came to Babylon. He never given one little inch to the king but he gave everything to God, and God used him and gave him favor over the king, with the king, and his army, and everything in the kingdom. And he gave him the privilege of doing what? Reading his dreams and explaining his dreams and also saying, this is what the Lord says, and this is what the Lord is going to do, Nebuchadnezzar. And the king respected him.
1: As you reflect on the amazing trust that Daniel displayed in the face of opposition and trials, we encourage you to evaluate the depth of your commitment to God. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. If you'd like to hear today's message again, Daniel's Obedience, call us at 800-634-9165. We'll send you an unedited version for a donation of $5 or more. Now, to bolster your faith in the Lord's sovereign plans for your life, we'd also like to offer you Rawls 20-lesson series titled Men of the Bible. Available on both CD and a thumb drive, This resource will guide you in exploring the devotion of early believers who walked closely with the Lord. You'll see that as you fully entrust yourself to God's care, He can bless you and work through you to accomplish mighty things in His name. To order Rawls 20-part Men of the Bible series, visit SomebodyLovesYou.com or call 800-634-9165. We'll send your CD set for a gift of $26 or the USB drive for $21. That's 800-634-9165. Or you can write us at Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. We also invite you to take advantage of all of our free resources. Download our app for convenient access to live stream teaching, digital Bible studies, and much more. If you've missed a Somebody Loves You radio program, or you'd like to listen to one again, use Spotify or iTunes to download a podcast. And for encouragement from Scripture, visit somebodylovesyou.com to subscribe to Ron's daily devotional emails. Somebody Loves Your Radio with Roll Reese is entirely listener-supported, and we're grateful for your tax-deductible donations. Thanks for your partnership. Next time, as we continue our study of the faith heritage left for us by biblical believers, we'll contemplate the power of prayer in the life of Enoch, a man who communed so deeply with God, he was spared the pain of death. Now, here's Roll once again with a closing comment.
0: The Babylonian astrologers, when Daniel... When they found out Daniel was having dreams and interpreting dreams, they came to him because he was going to kill all the astrologers. And they said, hey, there's a guy in your kingdom that came through your kingdom, and he is able to interpret dreams and visions. And he was in your kingdom. And he said, call him. And he came in, and he was blown away. And before Daniel could do a dream or a vision, he said to the king, O king Nebuchadnezzar, let me go to God, and let me pray to God, and I want to get his insight. And when I get his insight, I'll come and tell you what he says. And then they try to kill Daniel and his friends. You know why? Because he would go upstairs to his room, he would open the window, look into the east, he would get on his knees, and he would pray three times a day. I conclude with this, your Toaster says, we can know the right words, yet never change. This is the difference between information and transformation. I like that. Transformation. May God transform us this morning. I am falling in love
1: with you. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.